Welcome back, sweeties. This is your host, London Ale, and this is the Eye Candy Podcast. Let's get into the episode. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Eye Candy Podcast. Oh, my gosh. I literally... Okay, so let me just say this. I was at my friend's house because... Uh, update. Um, one of my best friends lives literally down the street. You guys, if you haven't heard already, she probably said her name in the Casa Frigos episode, um, but it's Kel. She literally lives a door down from me, and that's literally a coincidence. Like, it did not happen on purpose but anyway I was at her house and I literally started getting anxiety because like oh my god I have to do something right now I don't know what the fuck I have to do but I told myself I was gonna do it today because I'm ready to get back on the mic and whatever whatever and I was like oh shit I have to make an episode and for some reason I have like the worst anxiety right now because like I've been rebranding a lot okay I've been doing a lot of rebranding the first 10 episodes was like a trial. Like, how do I want this podcast to be? What do I love to do? Also, watching a bunch of other people podcast, you know, how they format it. Like, what do, you know, what do I want this to be, right? And that's basically been the reason why I've been gone for like, I think it's been either a month and a half or two months, but for sure like a month or over a month. But um, a lot of rebranding has been done. So I guess it's more of like excitement, but like that anxious, that anxious incitement, like, you know when you're about to ride a roller coaster and you, like, are excited, but you're also, like, scared and want to shit in your pants? Like, that's basically kind of what it is. And it's literally just talking to my girlies, so I don't know why I'm so scared. But anywho, um, a lot has happened, honestly, within the time frame I've been gone. A lot of things I probably would have talked about on the mic. Too much to even, like, run over within a five to ten minute time frame but I will say a lot of shit has happened it's kind of tea but also not really because it's just me and my friends like getting into shit you know um but here's the thing so I'm like okay I can't just keep like dropping names and giving you guys all the good goods and shit like on the podcast all the time so I'm like okay for the people that actually give a fuck what do I do for them so I'm like okay Okay, we're thinking, we're thinking, boom, Patreon. So, I'm going to make a Patreon. I'm not going to reveal, like, a lot of details because it's still, like, TBD. But, excuse me, I do want to plug my Patreon and say that I'm going to make one. And my Patreon is going to be, like, bonus episodes with my friends. Us, like, telling stories of our nights out. We might name drop, whatever, whatever. Or maybe not. We'll probably have, like, nicknames and shit. Um just in case people like screen record or whatever but yeah I'm like okay let me make it like an experience like you guys are literally on the couch with us not that this is not an experience like this is obviously experience like you know um but like kind of like a premium experience I hate being one of those bitches but I'm like why not and it'll be super cheap I don't know what the price is yet but it definitely won't be more than like ten dollars um a month and that's to be determined like I said so nothing is for sure locked in yet and this could literally be like a year from now or months from now but like it's really up to you guys if you guys demand it I promise you I'll do it like today or tomorrow not today um because technically when you're hearing this it won't be you get it I'll do it ASAP anywho I think the last um the last three episodes I think I did three episodes before my birthday and I was already 21 yada 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 
I don't even remember the date of my last episode, but all I know is, is that I am a 21 girly now. All I've been doing and me and my friends have been doing is go to bars. Like, I feel like an actual fucking adult because I used to go to clubs. We used to kind of like bum off people's sections. So like, who has a section who can let all of us in the section for free? You know what I'm saying? And now we literally go to bars, listen to good music and pay for shots. And boy, do I have so many fucking stories about the bar. Y'all, I literally just want to make a Patreon. Like, I don't give a fuck. I want to make a Patreon because I want to tell you guys these stories so fucking bad. But here's the thing. I have stories that can literally take me 30 minutes to tell. And, like, obviously, like, I would tell the stories good. But, like, they're literally, like, I'd have my friends on, the people that were there. There's been so much shit that has been happening. Like, I should just air out all of our tea. This is not what eye candy's about. Like, I can't air out my tea for 30 minutes every fucking episode. That's what Patreon's for. Like, a premium experience where you guys got actually get to know, like, the details. Like, the real details. So that's what I want to make the Patreon for. And I'll obviously go back on, like, old stories so if I make the Patreon let's say like three months from now I will say like the stories that happened three months ago because they were important they were funny and they were good and life is a fucking movie over here in Houston motherfucking Texas okay so shit is always happening for us trust but what I can tell you right now which I'm just like really pissed about is my phone camera is broken so just been bumming off everybody else's fucking cameras until I get my camera fixed it's been broken for like a month and I think the thing that is like preventing me from fixing it is let me tell you I'm not gonna tell you how I broke it Uh, again premium um I'm not gonna say how I broke it but I will say that what happened is it's a memory board issue so it wasn't just fixing camera because I attempted to fix the actual actual camera it didn't fucking work and instead I have to like it's some like connectivity issue in my memory board and I'm scared that the longer I wait the worse it's going to become and I feel like I've already passed that threshold so I'm pretty bummed I have an iPhone 12 Pro a fairly fucking new phone I can't upgrade it right now because I'm on a two-year contract so just struggling with my camera and then I went to this fucking um I went to this shop with I went to this phone repair shop I just blanked I went to this phone repair shop it's like 30 minutes out from my house and they fix phones for like 164 I got a warranty Apple's too expensive then you have to ship in your phone you have to do all this shit and all that shit I didn't have time for it so okay whatever so I drive like 30 minutes out actually it was like 45 I drive like 45 minutes out to go get my um to go get my phone fixed and they put Okay, so I know, I know if it's not Apple, it's going to be not factory, but let me tell you how many times I've gotten my phone fixed and I've never had a fucking issue. I get my phone fixed and now I get this little static line from time to time and I don't know what it is, but sometimes I can't press the bottom of my screen. I think that's just like a camera thing. It might be a connectivity issue, but I get this static line. All I have to do is turn off my phone and then the static line like removes, but it's still like very ghetto and I'm pissed about it. So... I don't know, I might go through Apple to just get that shit all the way fixed, but for now, I need my camera fixed, period, and I have a fucking warranty anyway, so if something happens to it, I'll take it back to the Mo's, and that's why I'm like, period. Anywho, um, so yeah, my camera's been broken, but what's weird and super ironic is that since my camera's been broken, I think out of all my friends, well, no, for a fact, out of all my friends, and actually not for a fact anymore, out of all my friends, I had like the newest iPhone, not anymore. Um, one of my friends got a 13. Anywho, besides the point, I had the best fucking camera. I had three cameras. So, ironically enough, my Instagram game has been popping since I've been using my friends' phones. Not the iPhone 13, like the other phones. I don't know what the other one is. But 
my Instagram has really been the shit. And I'm like, oh my God, like all I had to do was tap in. And I think it's because I miss my phone so bad and miss my camera. Like I'm like, okay, I have to tap in like everywhere else. Like really take advantage of these moments. Me and my friends take pictures because I'm not gonna have my fucking camera. I think the only thing I'm lacking is like my selfie game. And I'm an aesthetic girly, so it kind of sucks not having a camera, but whatever. We live. We live in then. But anywho, I did attend a funeral like last week or two weeks ago. The silver lining with all that is I got to see my family, um, immediate family and uh, extended family. So I'm really happy about that. But obviously, a funeral is a funeral. R.I.P. Granny. You know, that was obviously sad. But I'm just happy that I was able to see everybody. And as of like what I do in my free time before I go to bed, um, I've been reading. Sorry, you guys. My boyfriend was knocking like the fucking police. So I literally was scared shitless. And you know what? Let me just say this. I'm scared shitless because we literally watched. I was going to talk about this in the next segment, but we watched American Horror Stories last night and that fucking second episode was so creepy even though it wasn't scary and I wasn't like chilled at night I was literally fucking shaking in my fucking boots like don't do that we just watched that bro about the aura camera and people knock I literally freaked the fuck out I'll literally turn it back I was like what the fuck hold on and then I was like oh shit because I heard banging and I was like I know that's his ass anyway my phone's on silent so he and I obviously lock my doors even my deadbolt lock because who the fuck what bitch is sitting in her house at night with all her doors closed and shit anyway not the point before I was rudely interrupted so rudely um I've <laughs> bro he tried to kiss me and he knows how I get like when he's in front of my face and I'm doing anything on the computer. There's something about me being on the computer I can't be messed with. But kiss his back, babe. Anywho, um, I've started many Wattpad books and recruited other people to also read them with me because I don't want to be the only one reading Wattpad. I feel like Wattpad is a premium experience everybody should at least once in their life experience. And um, yeah, I put everybody on and everyone's so much happier because of it. But yeah, I finished one book out of like the 10 that I've started. What's the one I'm reading now? It's called The Devil's Something. It's called The Devil's Something, but basically, long story short, is the um the girl is getting sold. <laughs> it sounds so bad when you say it like that. Like if, if you know Wattpad books, you know. The girl's getting sold into like a arranged marriage cause for money and she ends up falling for him. Like that sounds so forced, but they're just so well written. Like, I don't know. Anyway. The one that I finished was a mafia book, and it was perfect. So well written. I don't remember the name. Perfect, perfect, perfect. But yeah, as I go, I'll definitely keep you guys updated on my Wattpad books because let's make this a Wattpad community. Everyone, read them. I love a good, I love a good romance. So, um, and then the last thing I want to talk about is the fucking monkeypox. And trust me, I have a good ass rant at the end for you guys because I'm fucking over it 1000% and that's all I have to say for now but let's move on to happier and greater things let's move on to the wellness check so I've been focusing on my health since I've been gone 
I feel like the smallest improvements make for like the greatest results. And I've stopped being so hard on myself on like, you know, okay, I have to look this way. I have to lose this many pounds in, in this amount of days. And I probably said that before, but I definitely didn't mean it. Um, but for like right now, I really do. And it wasn't until I saw my mom, um, when I just saw her for the funeral, it wasn't until I saw her and she lost 20 pounds and I saw her be consistent. Like literally I immediately came home and started working out and started eating healthy and I've been doing pretty good. I've been feeling pretty good. So I have a lot of goals set and I just feel like we should all be patient with ourselves and take time to like really do like really learn like what do we need like first of all this is a whole learning process like me being fit me being healthy I've never done it consistently like the right way so it's a learning process so I think you should all be patient with yourselves to like really learn like okay what do I eat what do I like how much should I eat all this all that it's fun and it's also good for you and I just feel like it's been really really good on my mental health um because I talked a lot about mental health um before the break and it was good, it was bad, it was rocky, but it's honestly been really solid. It's been really, really good. And I think it's because I'm always trying to find ways to improve myself and be healthier. So it's just been really, it's it's really been helping me. And I think like getting physical activity and working out has probably been the best thing for my life. I literally just started like two weeks ago, but still like it's, you know, it's a good thing and it's fun, but I can't, Never mind. I'm not even going to say it because I don't want to talk about the damn monkeypox 24-7. But I worked out from home. I was starting to go to my gym in my apartment complex, but don't even want to touch anything. But, yeah, so the girlies are doing good. Also, at night, I just want to recommend find a way to unplug. So what I started doing is putting my phone on focus personal time, which is when, like, you can choose certain apps that you want to um you want to not receive like notifications from at all and it'll be on silent until the time you choose to reactivate it again or like um turn on the notifications and I've did that for a little bit but who was messaging me I just have like a group chat on there and I feel like that's been distracting me but I do want to definitely put that back on because it really helped me like unwind at night so I would read I would find something else productive to do even if it was on my phone it's not social media it's not looking at other people and their lives and their body or whatever just like really unplugging and I, I like to say unplugging but I'm still on my phone I'm just doing something more productive on my phone whether it's reading learning something whatever the case may be so definitely I feel like our night routine definitely influences like how we wake up and start our day and I'm super big on routine, so I started one, and I love it, and I feel like it's really been working. Some I started, let me stop lying, because I've been doing it, I've been falling off, but we're getting there, okay? I get consistency is key, but we are getting there. Again, patience, guys, patience. Anyway, um, yeah, better eating habits, better things to come, and although I haven't had extreme results of working, like, of me working out just yet, I feel better mentally, physically, and just feel a lot more spiritually and just feel a lot more motivated about life and everything I'm doing, especially now that I'm able to, like, I know what direction I'm going with my podcast and I've been able to do that, which I'm excited to share with you guys, um, which actually, let me do it right now. So basically I was like, okay, I feel like my format was all over the place the last 10 episodes and of course like I just started it so it wasn't going to be perfect I knew it was going to be trial and error right I didn't really understand my own format I was like what's the point you always want to do what's the point the point is I want this to be an hour or so out of your day where you get to unwind 
it's like we're two girlfriends on the couch, whether you listen in the morning or at night for your commute or before you go to bed or while you're in the bathtub or in the shower. Like, I just want it to be a time where you're just like able to unwind from the world. It's crazy. It's hectic. There's a lot of stupid shit going on. So, I'm like, okay, what's fun to talk about, right? Forever, I've been a pop culture junkie. And that's why I added that segment, What Caught My Eye, is because I wanted to talk about like things in the movie, uh, things in the movie industry, TV, celebrities. I talked more about like movies, I feel like, and TV. But, you know, obviously, we're all a little obsessed with celebrity culture. Don't sit here and lie. Granted, I don't care what they ate for breakfast, but I do care sometimes. I do. It's interesting. It's cool. So I was like, okay, what can I do like that incorporates something that I like? I literally was obsessed. Like when I was 15, I used to watch E! News. Um, uh, that they call it daily pop now and nightly pop. I believe they still call it a daily pop back in the day when they had a, uh, the streaming services. But I used to watch E News every day for an hour. They had it for an hour every single day, and I used to watch it. And that's why I'm like so good at like celebrity names or like what movie is this or whatever. And you know, I just used to consume it just like for fun, whatever the fuck. Some people like to read. Some people watch E News, and I was that girl. So I was like, okay, how can I incorporate this in the show? And I was like, oh, well, I can do a segment of pop topics, which I'm going to go into after this. But I just kind of wanted to, like, let you guys know, like, the reformatting. So I want to talk to you guys about my week and catch up. And then I want to obviously do a bonus check. How are you? How am I? And then I want to go into this segment called Pop Topic. And it's basically three top stories. It could be a movie, TV, celebrities. I can mismatch. It doesn't have to be perfect, but it's like anything in pop culture segment that I'm looking into, a movie I watched, a TV show I'm looking into, um, something I saw on the internet about a celebrity, whatever the case is, I want to go into that. And then what caught my eye was originally like what I did for pop culture. Now I'm doing that at the end. And so what caught my eye basically is going to be a hot take or a hot topic and something I want to talk about. And it's not going to be super long. It's going to be towards the end of the episode, kind of like the thing I end off on. It could be something I saw in pop culture and I'm like, oh, this caught my eye. I have a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of shit to say about it. Or it could be something I read in the news. Oh, I have a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of shit to say. It could be something that happened personally in my life. It doesn't matter. It's just kind of like what caught my eye for the week or something that I found interesting that I want to talk about. So that's basically how I want to run it. And then on the first and third of the month I want to do candy grams and candy grams is basically when you guys send in letters to me and I answer them whether it's advice a funny story some crazy shit that's happened to you whatever the case is I'm gonna do it on the first and third and those are basically listener letters candy grams so I just wanted to tell you the reformatting because I didn't want anyone to be confused like as I keep going um but yeah with all that being said let's move into pop topics Okay, sweeties, let's get into our pop topics of the week, where we dive into TV, music, and pop culture. The first story, Kim Kardashian shares photos of North's drawings. Okay, why is this the headline? Because I am genuinely scared of this child. Like, she is an icon. Indeed, she is. But she is giving Kanye scary. These drawings look like voodoo dolls. And for her age, I would say this is very creative, but... um. I'm I'm just giving like like horror movie vibes like she can definitely she can definitely play in a horror movie like she gives me like dark mystery mysterious child in a horror movie and I can't tell if like 
I'm genuinely scared or I think she's like the coolest kid on the planet. Either way, the drawing was so freaky. Like I'm <laughs> look, look, she is a talented young girl, but the drawings legit scared me. Like I swear to God, I have a nightmare. I'm not even fucking playing. Um, I feel like North is like a force to be reckoned with. Her dad is Kanye. Her mom is Kim Kardashian. So she is an icon. We all fucking know that figuratively and quite actually literally a force to be reckoned with it's giving supernatural um if these drawings don't say that she's Kanye's kid I don't know what the fuck does I mean she looks just like him doppelganger inside and out quite clearly so yeah I just had to talk about Kim Kardashian's photos that <laughs> Kim Kardashian didn't draw them. North photos Kim Kardashian's child drew very interesting very interesting and if you guys don't know look it up on google literally look like voodoo dolls I think she even like added yarn to it or something and it's kind of 3d it's actually kind of kind of creative I'm like where did you see that at child um but yeah it's it's uh cute and I'm like you know I here's what I love I feel like the Kardashian kids can actually do no wrong like Kim is just like my kids are so cute I love them so much she could literally draw the scariest image in the world and she's like oh my gosh Northy you're so talented like granted talented yes but is this not freaky to anybody like you know what I'm saying I have nothing bad to say about the kids have nothing bad to say about the Kardashians love them all but Northy babes what were you drawing (laughs) what is that mommy and daddy look really different here so yeah I had to bring that up the second this isn't a story but this is movie tv rex and catch up i haven't seen you guys and talked to you guys in a long time so i watched a lot so this will take up a little bit of top topics but i have to bring it up number one i saw top gun i wasn't gonna see it at first i wasn't even interested i knew that there was a movie previously with uh tom cruise i was gonna say tom gun i knew there was a movie previously with tom cruise and he did make an appearance in this movie um i wasn't gonna see it until i saw that one tiktok of miles teller dancing on a beach and i was like oh he looks very attractive right here hmm so I convinced my boyfriend to go see the movie with me and we absolutely loved it we saw it in 2d or something like that it was like screen x 2d which is like surround sound the biggest screen they have in the movie theater super super good I think it was one of those movies that like it took you on a roller coaster because we're gonna think one thing like oh spoiler alert oh Tom Cruise is gonna die and then for a second you think he's gonna die then he doesn't then you think Miles Teller I think in the movie his name is Rooster like oh Rooster's gonna die he doesn't end up dying um I don't even think I think one person died I think one person died but overall I think the person wasn't even an important character were they important I think everybody was like having near-death experiences but nobody officially like died by the way if you guys hear water my boyfriend decided today is the perfect time and this time right now is the perfect time to take a shower so I'm just gonna let him live his life I'm I'm just gonna do it so that's the water in the background um call it a waterfall if you will think of it as rain sounds but anyway the second movie so we just saw Jurassic World in movies in the movie theaters like a week ago and if I'm being really honest I'm gonna give it a five out of ten I think the movie was all over the place the plot was like it didn't make any sense they tried to make it make sense because they wanted to bring in the old cast members so freaking bad and then they had new cast members like from the newer Jurassic Park that was made in 2014-2015 and they're trying to combine those two worlds honestly there was no reason for any of them to be there like oh one of the guy works at um 
whatever the plant that starts with a b oh one of them work one of the dudes works there oh um two of these people they just meet up out of nowhere perfect timing like oh and the world's about to end because they're making all this shit and that shit and keeping dinosaurs like and then one minute they're in the desert or in the tropical rainforest the next minute they're in the fucking antarctica's like it was just all over the place and me and my boyfriend were laughing the whole time obviously great actors which is the crazy part they're like the best actors in TV and movies right now. Older actors, really good at their job. The plot itself was pretty, pretty shitty. A fan of everybody who did the movie. Um, honestly, the star was the little girl. What was her freaking name? I forgot. The little girl in the movie, the one who was like half human or like a clone, she is um, probably the biggest star. Definitely. The movie was centered around her, but... Jurassic World, 5 out of 10. Oh, Top Gun. Let's give it a rating. Top Gun was a good, honestly, like a 9.5 out of 10. I enjoyed the whole movie. My eyes were glued to the screen. Jurassic World, like, if I pick up my phone at all during a movie theater, I'm I'm not that interested. Like, immediately two points are docked. Um, the third movie, this is on Netflix. It's called Purple Hearts. It's with Sophia Carson. Oh, I think that's her last name. And then Nicholas something. He's some British actor who was in... Na, 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 some other Netflix movie, I think. Anywho, it's about this um, military guy. He's a Marine and this struggling, like aspiring singer songwriter. She has diabetes, but she's struggling to like make ends meet to like get her diabe- diabetic medicine. And she meets this guy. Her best friend is in the military too. And she's like, hey, let's get married for fake so I can be able, can I, so I'm able to pay for like my bills and shit. We can get divorced, whatever, whatever, after like a year. Then she sees old boy, which they didn't hit it off at first. And she's like, okay, this would be a great idea because he needs money and he needs the benefits for military. She needs the money for benefits. And she's like, okay, let's get married. They agree to it. They end up fucking with each other. But the whole movie is like ups and downs, but it wasn't predictable. It was not predictable. And that's what I love. And I'm starting to think that these Netflix and Hulu movies are taking a lot more time for their plots and shit than actual cinema movies. Like, it's kind of disrespectful. Like, what happened to good plot movies? Like, I feel like cinematic movies try to fit way too much. Like, if you need to make the movie five hours, find room in your budget. You know what I mean? These Netflix, Hulu movies, like, they know what the fuck they're doing. They know exactly how to pace. They're like, okay, an hour and a half. How can we get all this in and not make it super annoying for the viewers? cinematic movies don't give a fuck because the check's gonna be big regardless and i'm starting to realize that i'm like okay okay why was purple hearts better than Jurassic world <laughs> no answer exactly anywho purple hearts was really good really cute i think it was like two hours i felt like i was sitting in my bed for like three hours and the only reason i got on my phone is because it was starting to get like predictable which obviously it was predictable from the jump obviously they're gonna fall in love obviously like they are attracted to each other obviously they're gonna hate each other at sometimes whatever but it was cute it was a good little late night watch with the mans so i do recommend it i would give it for a netflix movie seven and a half eight out of ten there was nothing really wrong with it it wasn't a perfect plot doesn't have to be it was cute it was good um the fourth thing this is a tv show and i want to list this here because i'm actually kind of surprised that i liked it so much the bear on hulu it's really good on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's like either 80 or 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like an 8.5 or 7 something out of 10 on IMDb. The show was good. 
Okay, it's it's giving really, really good. And it's one of those shows that isn't super climatic or anything, but it's a good watch nonetheless. It's a really good watch. It's basically about this guy. He's like this really, really um, experienced and really good chef. He used to work at the top restaurants in Chicago or was it New York? One of them. And then he moves back home to Chicago to take over his brother's restaurant who passed away, who was also a good chef. And it's chaos because they don't have enough money. Everything's breaking. It was turning into a piece of shit. And he's taking over and trying to make it better. Like, it's an all-star chef going back to making hoagies in Chicago. And it gave me, like, the best nostalgic feeling ever because if you guys don't know, like, I was born in Chicago. I lived in Brookfield, which is, like, west of the city. But I have a lot of family on the south side. Obviously, I've been to the city. So I'm a Chicago baby. And this reminded me so much of the city and it made me want a hoagie. Like, it made me want a hoagie, a Chicago hot dog, Chicago pizza, like, deep dish. I just started to get really hungry. And literally, there was one episode with them just in the kitchen, cooking away, like, whisking away, trying to make the food, whatever, whatever. And everybody's coming from different different backgrounds. Um, the show is mostly minority, but the main character, he's a white male. But I love how it's it's giving Chicago, right? Like, you have minorities. You have this part of the city where um trouble happens like they got their shit shot up one time nobody died but like the glass shot on their their uh, building or whatever restaurant but um yeah it's really good I don't know why I like it me and my boyfriend really sit here and like watch it and we like it it's 30 minute episodes and since having the attention span of like a five-year-old it works for me it works really well for me so I've been really into the show and you guys should watch it if you haven't already. The Bear on Hulu. I think there's eight episodes. We're finished with the series now. We had like 10 minutes in the last episode, which I have to watch. But yeah, it was a super, it's a super good show. I do recommend it. And I'm looking forward to them making a season two. I think everybody on there is really talented. And um, I was so surprised to like that because I don't like shows like that. I don't watch anything on Fox because I feel like it's for people in their late 30s, early 40s. But I got it as a 21 year old I understood it and I think it was mostly because it was filmed in Chicago and made me really nostalgic so I love that too now the fifth tv show slash movie slash rec whatever you want to call it the fifth one is American Horror Stories so I kind of capitalized it a little bit in the welcome back and catch up it's really good and I like the angle so we're used to American Horror Story like having a season based off of a theme but now every episode is a different theme and the reason why I like this is because I've watched only one season of American Horror Story and I know everyone is like it's all super controversial like oh this is the best season this is the best season whatever so I watched the one that people said was the best I think it was the psych ward one with um Sarah Paulson and Evan Peterson or Evan Peters sorry don't come for me um I watched that one I'm sorry they're both in like 90 like all of the seasons so you get it the one where they're in the psych ward and they're both crazy with all the crazy people in it I watched that one and it was it just seemed kind of repetitive like it was good it was creepy scary whatever whatever but like it was just kind of all over the place a little bit to me but also I don't remember too much and I feel like if I don't remember it then I wasn't that like in awe of the season so I did watch that. I do like American Horror Stories because they're like an hour episodes and it's all a different theme. At first I thought it was like a season, but 
no every episode is a different theme it's a different situation and i think it's really cool and so far it's creepy it's not scary though it's gory you know obviously it's american horror story but i like it i like the concept and i'm looking forward to the next few episodes i finished the first two which is the dollhouse and aura just a little mini um mini summary the dollhouse the first episode basically this girl was interviewing i'm not gonna spoil anything but a receptionist was interviewing for this role to work at like a a dollhouse like a literal place that sells dolls and instead like they drug her and they take her to an actual dollhouse and she's there with other dolls and they compete in this competition to be some child's mom the one who kidnapped them kid mom so that's the first episode not gonna tell you how it ends the second one is called aura so if you know like the the ring cameras basically there's an aura camera and i feel like if i say this it's gonna give it away but basically it encapsulates like these are ghosts and we didn't oh fuck i shouldn't have said that okay this is a semi-spoiler because i didn't know it was a ghost at first either but just watch aura because i feel like i'm gonna end up spoiling the whole thing i can't help it like how else do i explain it but yeah, so it's Dollhouse, The Dollhouse, and Or are the first two episodes of American Horror Stories. So go watch that if you haven't already. And yeah, that is it for my movie and TV show catch-up. That's literally what I've watched like this entire week. Or Top Gun was two weeks back, but Jurassic World was literally this week and everything else was. So all of that is things that I recommend. American Horror Story, what would I give it out of 10? So far, I'm enjoying it. So 8 out of 10. I'm really, really picky, so 8 out of 10. Oh, The Bear. The Bear is, like, a good watch. I would say it's, like, a 9.5. I'm really impressed. Um, But, yeah, that is it for my movie and TV show recs. I had to give you guys something because I am a movie buff. I am a TV show junkie, pop culture junkie. (laughs) And, yeah, the third and final topic I want to talk about today, Selena Gomez turns 30. And this is pivotal. I didn't really think it was like a top story until I was like, wow, she's really 30 years old. Like when you were 22, 23, I was obsessed with you and Justin's relationship. And I hate bringing that up because we're so past that. But that's what I think about. I think about when she was super young in a relationship, she was making certain decisions, whatever, whatever. They're on and off, you know, her prime years in movie and TV. Don't tell me to shush. Okay. Um, her prime years and movie and TV. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so old. Like Wishes of Waverly Place, Alex, Selena Gomez. What? She's 30 years old. And I'm so happy for her because we've seen her go up and down, up and down. Like there was a moment where she wasn't on social media for like two years. And we're like, where the fuck did she go? Because she was going through all these health issues and mental health issues, physical health issues, a breakup. Like we don't know what happened behind the scenes. It was just a lot going on. And she made a video on TikTok and she was like, I just thank everybody for this, this and that and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like she is so happy right now. She's like, I'm so excited for 30. I'm like, oh, Selena, look at you doing big girl things. Like, I really love that for you. Rare Beauty, The Murder, it's called The Murders in the Building, something like that. Um, What else is it? She's doing something else. I mean, she's put out music from here and there. Like, she's always been doing that, though. She's never let go of that. But, like, she's doing everything I feel like she's wanted to do. And I'm just really happy for... Oh, the little cooking show she did. I think it was, like, a web show or something. Don't quote me on that. But I'm just really happy for her. Like, she just seems so, so happy. And then she also posted a picture with Taylor Swift. So, nostalgic reunion. Hello, Taylor Swift. We know she's the OG bestie. 
of Selena Gomez, Francia Reza, anybody who's anybody who loved Selena Gomez back in the early 2010s know that Francia Reza was always there. That's the one that gave the kidney to her. And a lot of people were talking about, oh, they're not friends because this and that. And there was like a lot of skepticism behind the whole situation. It's confirmed they're friends. They did a video together. Leave them alone. I stand the girlies. But yeah, that was the top three stories and topics of the week. That is it with pop topics. Now let's move on to what come on this week. Okay, let's just get right into what caught my eye this week. The fucking monkeypox. And at first when I heard about it, I wasn't totally freaked out. I'm like, okay, boo. You know, like, remember when Ebola was a thing and we were all freaked the fuck out and scared? But then it never turned into anything major because they were able to get it under control. That's what I thought monkeypox was at first. Monkeypox is now a public health emergency. Like, I'm scared. Just an LA boy literally said, he was like, I played with COVID. I'm not playing with the monkeypox. And that's exactly how I feel. Because a lot of us were like, oh my gosh, I'm not wearing a mask. Like, are you kidding me? No. Da-da-da. And then everybody started getting sick. Everybody in their family started getting sick. And we're like, okay, let's wear a mask now. Like, you know, this is our life now. We're going to wear a mask. And monkeypox is just not the same. Like, you can get it through so many ways. Like, at first they said when you touch fabrics. Now they're saying no skin-to-skin talk contact. It's not a respiratory disease, which is like, okay, wearing the mask helps. You can literally get it by touching somebody who has it. And the symptoms and stuff don't show until three weeks, which is scary because it's like, okay, you know, I want to be able to see if somebody has blisters on their hand within three days, not three weeks. So I am really scared. So this What Call My Eye segment is a mini rant of how tired I am. And let me tell you why I'm fucking tired. Because we just got out of COVID. The girls were excited to be back outside. And in the streets. And now we have monkeypox. And what I'm not going to do is I'm not going outside. Because it just found out it's serious. It's a public health emergency. Houston has like 67 cases according to like July 29th. Like July 29th they confirmed 67 cases in Houston alone. Which is not a crazy number compared to like the millions we have in the city. But it's still scary. Because it's like the 30, 67 people that got it didn't know they, they had it. They didn't even know they were even close to getting it. Boom. 67 people now have monkeypox. That's really scary. It's really scary. So I just have to talk about this, okay? I'm over COVID. We obviously all got vaccines. Monkeypox has a vaccine. So I do feel like really good about that. It's not a new disease because if it's a new fucking disease, we had the Delta variant. Then we had some other fucking variant that came from another country that was COVID. And it was a lot. Nobody had a vaccine. Nobody had ever seen it. Nobody had ever heard of it. Now what do they call it, like an epidemic? It's like the flu now or something like that. So we're able to treat it. We know what it is. A lot of people who've gotten it now have built up those blood cells to fight it, which is great, which is really cool. So I'm, I'm glad that we are we got over that hump, right? Okay, cool. Everyone's back outside. Everyone's happy. Back to life. No, now we have monkeypox. And I'm sorry. Like, I literally had a night terror. Did I not have a night terror? Like, two nights ago, I had a nightmare about monkeypox. Long story short, it was a crazy-ass dream. I had, like, eight different dreams in one night. But I remember this one part because I woke up right before it. This dude was, like, sitting face back. We were, like, at a kickback or something. And this dude was, like, talking to his friend. And we were all just in the same vicinity. And I was, like, looking at the back of his neck. And I was, like, what's on the back of your neck? They look like blistered bumps. Like, I had seen people have before on the internet 
who had monkeypox. And even the day before that, or yeah, that day before the night, my friend had sent in the group chat a video of this girl who had monkeypox, and they just looked so bad. She had them on her tongue and everywhere. You can get them in your ass and vagina. Like, I am so scared. I'm literally so scared. I can't afford to be ugly. And I'm not even trying to be funny. Like, I literally cannot afford surgery or any treatments to get a blemish removal. Like, we're not playing with the monkeypox. I'm definitely not paying, playing with this shit. Anyway, back to my dream. So I had a dream about it. And I was like, what's up in the back of your neck? He's like, oh, I think I have the monkeypox. Came in contact with somebody. And I immediately run to the restroom in my dream and start a tub. I'm like, so do we have to put bleach in it? Clorox wipes? What do we need to do? And they're like, I don't know. I don't know how to treat this. And I literally woke up to make sure I didn't have monkeypox because I was that scared. That dream was too fucking real. I dead ass woke up, think, thought I had monkeypox. I, I really did. I was like, oh, shit. And I went to the restroom. I was like, okay, we're good. We are good. That dream got a little too real. And I hope it's not foreshadowing anything because shit. You know what? Let me not say that. That was a bad well, knock on wood. I got real wood right here. Long story short is that I ran to the restroom, woke up, realized I had no monkeypox, and I felt all my anxiety immediately relieved. Um, not for too long, though, because I still have to live in this fucking world. But yeah, so... The night terror about that was really cute. <laughs> Love my night terror. And I'm way more scared of the monkeypox than COVID because, like I said, I can't afford to get any of this shit fixed. And they say that it leaves shit on your face. Like, you know, if you have a scab and, like, if you pick at it or even if you let a scab heal, like, you're going to have, like, a little mark on you or, like, a little light mark or blemish for weeks up into months, even years before it finally fully fades. So that's probably the biggest issue with this. And they do have pain treatments. But somebody else said on TikTok, which I don't know why the fuck they said this. They were talking about monkeypox. And they're like, the, the pain is so excruciating. Death actually wouldn't be the worst, the worst outcome. I was like, why in the hell would you say that? That is literally the worst thing you could ever say to the fucking population. Death is probably a better option than feeling the pain of monkeypox. Granted, they haven't confirmed if like this is lethal or not so far it's not it's just extremely painful uncomfortable who wants like things in their ass and vagina and shit you know what i'm saying nobody 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 another thing i want to talk about so well, when we heard it came out it was a gay man and specifically for me it was a gay man in houston that got the monkeypox first and a lot of people were coming out and saying like, oh, gay men who have sex with multiple partners are more at risk of getting it. It's not a gay disease, you guys. It's not. At first, I was confused if it was like an STD or something because I'm like, I'm confused. Like why we're targeting like gay men specifically, although I don't know all the facts and still don't know why they're being why specifically like them. I feel like if they're at risk, everyone can be at risk. You don't know whose sexual partners are who. So it's not a gay disease, so let's just get that narrative out the way. I feel like a lot of us like to point fingers and play the blame game. So when COVID happened, we immediately looked at Asian people. Ebola, we looked at black people. Now, monkeypox, we need somebody to blame. Now we're looking at the LGBTQ community. That's not fucking fair, guys, okay? In order to get this shit removed and to stop, we just have to stop spreading it. And you have to be cautious and self-cautious everywhere you go, okay? It's nobody's fault. Nobody fucking, oh, I'm just going to create a fucking disease and walk around with blisters all in my fucking face and pain. Like, stop, you know, just cut it out. So let's get that clear and together. Obviously, everybody needs to be cautious, period, point blank. And I just had to say that because, you know, 
A lot of people were confused, myself included. Like I said, I was a little confused on what they were talking about, but we all get the gist, okay? We're all at fucking risk here. COVID and shit, it was cute. I was like, oh, it's a joke. I have COVID, ha, ha, ha. Then, you know, death rates started to increase. Let's not play with this ugly disease, okay? The monkeypox is so fucking dirty looking. Like, I wouldn't show my face for years. I'd be insecure forever if I got this shit. I'm really happy that there is a vaccine for it. I think the problem is just like with the COVID vaccines, like it's getting those vaccines rolled out for the entire community. So it's for every, like right now I was looking today cause I was like, I want to get vaccinated ASAP. And so does all my friends and everybody that I'm around. They're like, Oh, well group a, the only people that can do, you know, get the vaccine immediately is group a and group B. Cause there's only 16,000 tests in Houston, Texas right now. We have over a million people as a population. So I'm sure everybody wants the fucking vaccine ASAP, you know, nobody wants that shit. I think the problem is, is that like, you have to like meet a certain criteria, um, to get it or certain requirements to get the vaccine. I'm just like, can we just get these ASAP? Like, I know it costs money in the government and shit, but let's be real. Like if we really cared about our fucking health department and community and shit, like big pharma, we all know why the fuck people are sick. And they're not pulling out the cure to cancer and shit because the people in the pharmacies need money and whatever the fucking capitalism hierarchy is, whatever, whatever. That's too big for my fucking brain. But anyway, I'm just saying that we should get these rolled out. Like we have literally somebody where everyone's worried about a fucking lottery ticket and cool. They're collecting taxes on the people who got the lottery ticket for a billion dollars or whatever. I think that's fucking stupid. Why the fuck are people able to print out lottery tickets, are able to win a million fucking dollars? This was a billionaire fucking ticket. Somebody won it. Congrats to you. I'm extremely jealous. But what I have to say is, instead of putting our money in these dumbass areas, why the fuck can't we just get our health department together and send out these vaccines so everybody in the fucking world has at least one? Why is that so hard? Why is that so hard? Like, it just goes beyond the government at this point. It's like... Every fu- it's the health department at this point. I don't know if the government is stringed together, whatever, whatever. It's annoying and I'm over it. I'm just so tired because like we were all so excited to be outside. And my dream is to be a New Yorker one day. Like I don't know if it's going to be for a year, forever, a couple months, whatever. I want to experience that experience. COVID for New Yorkers was complete shit. Like have you ever seen a city so damn desolate? I remember looking at videos on TikTok and Instagram and the cities were literally like empty and that's scary as shit like oh my god there's nobody outside and now they just um did they declared it like a health emergency for New York specifically I'm sure it's everywhere now but they declared it like a health emergency for New York specifically because there's so many people that literally brush arms walking on a subway brush arms walking the streets like New York is the first place where shit just like pops off the fastest and the quickest and now my dreams are over not that I was planning moving there anytime soon I obviously have a lease so no but it's still like damn New York like if it's not raising rent 150 percent it's fucking diseases being spread like wildfire like I'm just over it and I'm really really tired guys and I know you guys are too so that was my rant I had to get that off my chest because I'm really over monkeypox. I'm ready for pandemics to be over. And I feel like we're never going to be back to normal life. Like, it's always going to be something. Like, it was abortion rights. It was literally abortion rights right before this. And then they were looking at overturning bills that, you know, overturned 
other fucking laws and shit that were pivotal in our fucking, um, I was going to say for our earth, you get it, pivotal for like human being and mankind, like kids being able to be in a school together, Brown versus Board, then it was, it's Roe versus Wade, and then it was like the law that was passed for gay couples to get married in 2015, like everything was looking at being overturned, and now that he signed a, what's his name? Joe Biden. Now that Joe Biden has signed the bill to like protect the rights of women and abortions, like that's great. I love that. Biden. I'm just saying this. If you can't get these monkey pox vaccines rolled out quick enough, we are going to need two stimuluses because a lot of us literally can't be around people for three to four weeks if they get that shit. It takes three to four weeks to recover from the monkey pox. If it was COVID, it's like a week or two. You know, it depends. Some people recovered in like five days. I recovered in a month, but I was around like seven people with COVID. So that was different. But long story short, like you're able to recover a little quicker from COVID when you quarantine for two weeks than you are from monkeypox. You can literally see the blisters. Like when are you desi- Like when are you able to go out and you're done from isolation? You know what I mean? So there's a lot that we don't know, although it's not new. It's definitely scary because We've never had diseases like this in the um, United States. And though I'm not sure like where exactly it came from, I know it was from a different country. And that's what makes me think like, aren't people supposed to get shots before they go to certain countries? This is exactly why we did this because you can bring stuff back to the US. I feel like we've done every preventative measure in in the past to like make sure things like this didn't happen. COVID comes, now everyone's confused. You know what I mean? Monkeypox. Now everybody's fucking confused. Like, I'm just so confused, too, because I'm like, we should have already been preventing this years ago. And I get nobody was anticipating this. But, dude, like what happened to proactivity? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Um, But, yeah, so not going outside until I am able to get a vaccine and know more about this disease. Now they're saying that just do no skin to skin contact, but whatever. I mean, obviously people come in interactions with each other all the time. Mask up people. Nobody wants the monkey pox. Wear gloves, put on hand sanitizer, wash your body, do what you have to do. Minimize the sex partners because you can get this through sex as well. Like it, I think it transmits, if not easier, like their body parts literally colliding. So girls and guys, please limit the sex partners for now for now the streets will be open soon but just until these vaccines roll out and we can all be in the streets again or whatever the fuck you want to do but that's all i had to say for what caught my eye this week that definitely was an eye fucker there would you agree yeah i'm over it but hey thank you guys for listening that was one hell of a rant but since it is the first of the month we are going to open a candy gram which is an email sent by a listener I'm going to answer it. Again, we do this on the first and the third of the month. Let's go into the seg. All right, you guys. So again, candy crams. <laughs> crams. <sighs> Sorry, you guys. It's late. So I'm getting a little jumbly bubbly with my words. Anyway. <laughs> jumbly bubbly. Okay. We did get a candy gram from Shy. Hi, Shy. <laughs> oh my God. If you hear this, I love you. Um, so the question she asked was, what steps did you take to start loving yourself? What is your self-care routine? How did you get over a breakup? 
the only reason I'm laughing, it's an inside joke. But anyway, what steps did you take to start loving yourself? Honestly, like self-love is a process. It's definitely a process. Like it's not going to be perfect. Um, you're definitely going to have your ups and downs. I'm still figuring that out. I think I love myself more than I did like five years ago, for sure. Three years ago, two years ago. I think it's something that you work on every single day. Like you have to take steps. You have to like actively work on it too. Like a lot of people are like, oh, I want to love myself. And you're not doing anything to like try to love yourself. I think self-care is important. I think self-care is a part of a way to love yourself. So like how you change up your routine. What are you doing for yourself to make your lo- make you love yourself even more? Like finding yourself, who you are, whether it's a self-help book, therapy, working out. You have to find the light of everything, you know, like... I've had insecurity when I was growing up that's no longer insecurity anymore because I found something to make me feel like me that made me feel comfortable. And like five years ago, I would have probably thought that it would look stupid or I wouldn't have liked it, but you have to try new things. And I tried it and I was like, this is, this is me. This is me. This is who I am. So yeah, loving yourself is a daily thing. Honestly, we're all still working on it. Find something in your routine to make you love yourself. Work out. Do some self-care. Get a facial. Whatever you want to do. Which leads me into the next question that was asked. What is your self-care routine? My self-care routine, I am a routine person. So washing my face in the morning is a part of self-care. Reading a Bible plan at night is a part of my self-care. Listening to calming music listening to podcasts, like doing things that calm me. That's a part of my self-care routine. I don't get facials every week. I don't get facials every month. I don't have the most perfect routine, but it's any time that I'm able to spend time with myself. That's why it's called self-care. What are you doing for you? So, I mean, I feel like it's almost romanticizing things in your life too, which I talked about in previous episodes before, but kind of just romanticizing everything that you do. So, washing my face every morning like I literally imagine that I'm on the Vogue beauty thing where you do the video I might not talk to myself in the mirror or anything but like I definitely think I'm one of those bitches and that's a part of romanticizing my routine and a part of my self-care because I feel good and I feel like a supermodel so do whatever makes you feel good obviously if you're not hurting other people let me just preface that how did you get over a breakup this question is very jam-packed I'm kind of I don't know how to answer that I feel like it's time and I feel like these are like terrible answers and very cliche but time definitely heals I didn't have the answer to how to get over a breakup but after going through one I think it was time and obviously like when you go through a breakup like you know if you're gonna go through a breakup you know it's what's best for you obviously if like you we both we all are gonna play parts in a breakup both sides right But if you were able to self-reflect and realize where you fucked up and realize that you deserve better or like whatever the situation was and that it wasn't for you anymore, it's so much easier to heal from it. Because you're like, I was able to admit my faults. I wasn't good here either. That person, whether they were or not, like sometimes we're not always going to get it answered from the second party, but whether they were good to me or not good to me, whether they admitted their faults or didn't admit their faults. All I can think about is like, I really played my role. Like I did everything in this relationship that I could and I have no regrets. And I think that out of everything is how I got over the breakup. Like I really sat with myself and was like, what am I, what was I doing here in the first place? You know what I mean? 
And when you start to sit and think again, over time, it gets easier. It gets way easier. I don't think that, um, what is the, what's the word? What is the word of rebound? I don't think rebound culture is like a good thing at all. I actually think that you're not ever taking time for yourself. Like if anything, you're kind of distracting from your problems. So I don't prescribe to that. I didn't get a rebound. I told myself if I was going to date someone else, I really, really liked them. So that's what you have to do. Don't get rebounds. Have a good time. Have fun. But don't go looking for another quest. You know, take time for you. And when you take time for you, you'll be better for the next person and you'll be better for yourself, which is most important. So hopefully that was helpful. Thank you, Shy, for sending in the questions. And we're going to wrap up the episode. Okay, you guys. Wow. We did. It. <laughs> Excuse the ice in the background. Um, no, I'm just playing. All right, you guys, we did it. We made it to episode 11. I really hope you guys enjoyed this format. If not, fuck you. I was like, <laughs> I was just like, I love all you guys. If not, obviously let me know. I'm happy to do whatever you guys want to listen to. This is for us, okay? This is for just as therapeutic for me as it is for you, hopefully. So if you liked it, great. I'm glad you enjoyed it. If not, give me some constructive feedback. I'm always open, and you know where you can do that at at icandypodcast.gmail.com. That's the email. You know, email me. Send me a message. Any questions, crazy stories, feedback. And of course, you can rename anonymous. Oh my God. I can't talk for shit. I said anonymous. Anonym. What'd I say? Amoninous. Whatever. Um, you can, of course, remain anonymous if you would like. If you want to follow me on Instagram, please do at icandypodcast. Literally the handle. I trademarked that bitch. And my personal Instagram is at xlondon. If you want to see all my sexy pics, follow me. You guys, I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave you guys, but I have to. This is a bittersweet moment. This is also your host, London LA. And this is the I Candy Podcast. I'll see you sweeties next week. Bye. Bye.